Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. I feel like there's a purge happening and um, we the people uh, have not been very good stewards of this land. And so uh, we didn't follow the natives. We did not, um, you know, toil and till and treat earth or each other very well. And now it's happening. So more than 850 people are still missing in Maui. Uh, assumed dead. And, uh, you know, folk, it was so heartbreaking. One of the rescue workers said he hadn't seen his father in two weeks. And you're just like, he's got pictures up, you know. Uh, but folk are burned beyond recognition, right? And they, I don't know how they're going to find DNA. You know, now I think there's a list of 2,000 people who are, all, are missing, uh, folk that they can't find. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's really horrific. And those of you who are on vacation right now, living a nice life, please be grateful. Those of you who are traveling hither and yon, coming back from wherever you came back from and can breathe and don't have tragedy, be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. Gratitude has to be at the forefront. And even if you're going through something right now, still be grateful because, you know, uh, it could be a whole lot worse. And that's how I'm I'm looking at life. Uh, let me welcome in my brother from another mother. I absolutely love this man with every fiber of my being. He's the author of The Coming, soon to be the second coming. I just gave it. I don't know if that's what it's going to be called, but I think it should be. Listen to the lambs. They tell me of a home. Black on black. That's what's out right now. 12 gates to the city. Perfect peace. The sacred place. And don't cry for me. The great, the accomplished, the wonderful Dr. Daniel Black is here. Hello. What's going on? What's going on, my great sister? How are you? I am good. You know, I'm good. I have no complaints. I have no complaints. Um, yes, 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 yes. And what's going on, everyone in Sirius XM land? Glad to be here. Glad to be among the living and glad to be among those who can help out any way we can. I'm so glad you said what you said about the people um, concerning the people and our brothers and sisters in Maui, uh, because that's really, 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 really important for us to have compassion in this hour. Because as you said, Mother Earth is coming for everyone. Yeah. I believe that. I don't even think that's going to bring us together, though. Uh, I've, um, I had, I had uh, breakfast this morning with a woman I used to work with at Simon & Schuster, lovely human being, one of my favorite human beings at that place of debauchery and... <laughs> <laughs> and uh depressed you know lack of humanity uh she was the one beacon and has always kind of been you know this person that uh and we had a, you know a conversation today because we're in this neighborhood that's you know wildly diverse one of the most diverse towns in all of new jersey um right. and she's a woman with no with no melanin but we have you know very similar backgrounds and upbringings and right. things and i was like thinking about what it would take to you know what I'm like? I'm not going to say some of my best friends are white. I'm not going through all of that, but I'm just like, what is going to take for us to see each other as human beings, as people and not get caught up in this trick bag of race at the same time today, I was catching up on Godfather of Harlem and there's this, the scene of Malcolm going to Mecca and I, I stopped watching it cause they switched out Malcolm's army and I was mad about it. Cause the original Malcolm, I was like, nah, nah, I ain't with this dude. But I was like, all right. Somebody was like, just go back in. I think the old dude comes back towards the end. I was like, all right, I'm going to go back. But he's in Mecca, and he refused to pray with this guy because he was white. He was like, we are taught not to pray with. And I'm like, even out of your mouth, as smartest and brilliant as he was, right, to say we're taught not to pray with white people. And I'm sure as it came out of his mouth, because by the end he decided to pray with with the man, I'm like, 
that sounds so stupid. It sounds so stupid. You're not going to pray with somebody's invite you to pray because of the color of their skin. And I'm like, you know, I get, I get the trauma that many of us carry around with us. And I get the, the, the absolute generational, uh, horrors that folk carry in their DNA, both right. epigenetically for black folk and in the white, you know, even my ancestors didn't come. We came through Ellis Island. Yes, but you bear, the the benefit of even if you're not wealthy or whatever it's baked in there has to be some reckoning but when dr carr came back from kemet and said he spent two weeks not thinking about race i said oh what a what a blessing to not have to consider your blackness or your juxtaposition yes. to whiteness or what the racism or the slights the microaggressions and to not have to do that and to be focused on you know this obelisk and this this pyramid and historically what it meant two thousand four thousand five thousand years ago must have been glorious so i must have been glorious do must that glorious. you know the thing about racism i think um karen is the reason we can't get rid of it is because racism is attached to our love for materialism see racism was about ownership it is about ownership it will always be about ownership and materialism is really the extent to which we believe and we've made ourselves believe that God agrees with our ownership. So, ooh, what time? Let me see what time is because, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Talk your talk, man. Talk your talk. I I don't know how you make me do it. I don't know how you bring it out of me. But this is really important. It's about ownership. And the reason we cannot, as you said, this might not even be enough to pull us together, is because we can never seem to relinquish our love for ownership and materialism. We use materialism as a measure of success. We use materialism as a measure of spiritual blessing. We use materialism as a means by which to determine whether or not our lives even have value. If we could drop this, because see, really, the bringing of Africans here, that was a whole notion of materialism. The whole point was materialism. And then we as Africans fell into the same gap because we've been trying to pray and ask God, when will our turn come? So the goal, so the goal is to do what? Right. To to turn, come to do what? To own other things. To own own, other people? That's right. To oppress. Oppressed people dream of the right to oppress. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. And I know you're right. At the same time, I'm uncomfortable with what you're saying because I know you're right. That's right. right. Me too. Yeah. Um, Because some, some things have happened, you know, like there are let me just be 100 on this program. I don't know who's listening. Right. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I was like, okay, I just want white people to call up today. Cause we, uh-huh. I need to have a conversation. I need to understand some things. And to be honest with you, because it's, you know, satellite, we don't have numbers. I have no idea who's listening. So I was like, maybe no one's going to call up. It was early. The phone lines lit Dr. Black, like every Absolutely. line. And I was like, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. I didn't even know there was like that many <laughs> enough for them to. <laughs> so that in that moment, and then somewhere I heard, you know, thirty percent of the listeners are thirty percent are white, and I was like, okay, you know, but I don't really, I'm I'm not sitting there, I'm not talking, I'm not changing, I'm not, right. you know, folding right. myself to to cater right. to anyone, but this truth that I'm talking every day. Right. So if right. you're here, it's because I'm going to assume you want to be here, you want to learn, you're here. Right. If you're offended, you'll call up, or you won't, or you'll turn the. T- but I'm not, you know, your offense is not my problem. You're going to have to figure it out. I'm not changing anything about this. But what I thought in that moment is I'm not, I'm not, you know, 
doing this to to make anybody feel bad or this is all about liberation and hopefully I, even as a person with no melanin or very little melanin you're coming in to learn something about yourself and the world around you so that you can be a better person in this world sure. so that's the goal sure. right I, but amen. i never considered you know wanting to own other people or oppress other people but there are people for whom even that watching the alabama you know brawl the the liberation in that was oh we get to you know bang somebody over the head that That's actually right. when I saw the man hit the woman over on the head I didn't like that the same I felt here. Like, and it wasn't you know anything same other here. than you right. mollywop this woman who was unarmed you know like we we get mad unarmed person whatever she had done as a man hitting a woman on top of the head I had problems with that moment everything else I was good with I was good with right. the sixteen year old body slamming people I was good with all. <laughs> that moment, I was like, "That you went too far. Hit, uh, hit the men, whatever you want to do." But you, the lady was sitting on the ground, and you whopped her on the head. And I was like, "Ah, oh, and I can't even really talk about it because then, am I a traitor?" You know, like I'm going right. through this. Right, right. <sighs> All right, and now you're 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 frozen. See, okay, wait, you got to repeat this because your 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 internet went out for like a second because okay. the, the enemy don't want you to talk. Okay, <laughs> see. We keep sending our children and we keep participating in European institutions as a mark of African success. That's the start right there. Ooh. Help me today, God. All right. I, wait, can, can you pause? Because I'm going to tell I'm gonna, I, I, when you said that before I came on the show, I have I have some friends. Right. I have a couple of friends. So one of them called me today because he had to pull mm -hmm. his child out of school. Because somebody called her a gorilla or something, right? Uh -huh. Now, worked hard, got a lot, you know, got the coin, going to send his children right. off to this nice, fancy school because of the, you know. And the, now he's finding out more things have been said. And he's, like, super angry because he was like, I sent her into this space for a better education, not understanding. Ooh. And I was like, all I could think of is Ruby Bridges and and all of the children bust into schools and some of y'all listening were bust into schools and all i'm thinking is those teachers didn't want you those kids didn't want you the parents didn't right. want you and you're That's in a right. hostile environment trying to learn english writing arithmetic and math you know while your humanity is being stripped and some and you know as we beg to get into harvard and yale and all of That's these right. places as validation of something other than Absolutely. like is knowledge is open for everybody like damn it let's go and it's about Absolutely. the exchange we yes so continue yes. dr black yes mm, mm, mm. yes so so the point here is very simple i shouldn't have i shouldn't have interrupted you because now the in a sense is to create forms of life and forms of living that make the rest of us proud see they boast about it because they know the elders are going to applaud it what that ultimately means is that we're preparing ourselves to take on the tradition of their oppression. Why? Because their institutions are training us. Come on, somebody. Their institutions and their institutions would only train people to perpetuate their institutions. And the way their institutions were perpetuated was by means of oppression. So now then we have to be the means of the, we have to now become the oppressor. And in some instances, that's precisely what people have dreamed because that looks like then you have evolved out of Negro ship. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is, this is not conscious. None of this is conscious, right? That's right. So the goal is to become conscious or become woke. Conscious. 
or, That's right. or well, you know, the, the goal is to, to, to examine the things that you do under this lens to, to, to make sure that you're not being an oppressor That's to right. make sure that you're not, you know, repaying because, you know, revenge, revenge, they say is a disserve cold, but you know, it's, should that be the goal revenge? Cause it's the no. thing that done happened. No, and revenge shouldn't be the goal as much as sometimes I want it. And you know why revenge shouldn't be the goal? I was just teaching this the other day because if you ever get revenge, you actually get nothing. Nothing happens for you. Nothing elevates for you. Nothing evolves for you. Revenge happens on the body of someone else, but nothing occurs in you except that your ego blows up. The problem with the ego is that it has no substance. So you never win. I'm, I want to win. I want to win. And the way for me to win, the way for me, me to win is to turn over oppression and to turn over a certain kind of materialism to folks who have it and say, you know what I've discovered? If I ever become equal with you, I'll be less than myself. Oh, wait a minute. Woo! You say that. You just said Karen, something. I have, I'm going to have to get off this platform today. You better I don't stop know. it. What? Say, repeat that, please, for if the people I in the back. If I ever become equal to you, I will be less than myself. And what's crazy about that is that's exactly what we've been seeking for 300 years. And if you get it, you'll be less than what you were. So lesson, lesson is don't focus, don't focus on begging people for your humanity or even right. other people. Like, you know, it, it's interesting. I, this, this is my, not my constant battle. Cause I haven't really ever been a person that compared myself to anyone. Uh-huh. I don't know why I'm grateful. Uh, probably cause I just couldn't, you know, I, I never really fit in as a child. And then when I did you know, become a little popular as, you know, a high schooler, I, I'd lost the appetite for the popularity. Like I didn't care whether you like me or not at that point, which made people right. like me more, which I thought was weird. Right. So right. I was like, Oh, so the more aloof I am, the more you, you know, all right. I'm, and I really don't want to be bothered. So it's, it's, it's turned into a thing, but you know, what you're saying is so powerful because once you, your goal is self, you know, to, to be the best self you can be That's right. not That's right. juxtaposed to anybody. That's right. right. And, that, right. and that goes beyond race. Right. Cause there, there's does. some of us in a, in a, in a battle with our classmates or with our, right. you know, fraternity or sororities. We're comparing who has a bigger house, the best That's car right. and all, That's all of right. these things, the best, uh, the, the closets and the shoes and all, as opposed to like, am I the best me that I can be? That's and gotta it, be the goal. And see the reason people loved you when you, um, didn't care if they loved you is because the most attractive thing on the planet is confidence. Not what you look like. Defiance is what people are attracted to because defiance means that you can stand whether everything else falls or not. And you are probably one of the most defiant human beings. <laughs> yes, I am. I am. And I'm not mean to be, you know, it's, it's always shocking to me that people have this visceral reaction. I was I, the person I was eating with this morning. You know, we were talking about being at when I was at Sirius XM, I, I broke into a meeting, a sales meeting. Now, I'm, I have my own imprint, Dr. Black. Right, right. They're having a whole ass meeting about selling my books and I'm not there. So I show up to the meeting and I'm like, uh, first of all, 
Here's what you're not going to do. These are my right. books. And it's a room full of white folk selling my books. Okay. To the booksellers. I'm saying, what, what language are you using? How are you describing these authors? How do you even have the, and you've never had a conversation with me. Make this make sense. After the meeting, no one said anything to me, Dr. Black, but the, the shot heard around the world was, you know, I, I was belligerent. I came in, I was like, yes, I absolutely was belligerent and outraged. Like the audacity, the caucasity to sit in a, in a damn meeting and not involve the person that envisioned the whole damn thing. I was like, y'all lost some stuff, you know? And I was, I, I didn't call anybody out of their name. I didn't yell and scream. I didn't throw anything. I was very dignified, actually, you know. But the, the audacity for me to come in and do that was such an affront that it was, buzz, it, it was the talk. Like I heard someone, one of the black girls pull me and said, man, what, what did you do in that meeting? Because they, they're talking about how you just came in. And, did, and I'm like, but who wouldn't? So I sat down, if I were a white man doing the same, because I've watched white men throw things, yell and scream and stop around in charge, right? In all the movies. I would be in charge of the whole damn thing, right? Instead, I'm this belligerent person who had the audacity to come in and tell them what to do with her line. It's got my name on it, on the spine of the book. So I'm just like, yes, I've been defiant, but I don't call it defiance. I'm like, this is what should be. Someone, you, I'm supposed to be quiet through that? And you just made my point. Because if they could have a meeting without you, that's called ownership. They thought they owned your product. Well... <laughs> Of course, they learn. Yeah, they found right? out. Um, I'm saying, if yeah. past, if we can push ourselves a little bit past materialism, we can stop trying to figure out who's going to get to own who. Mm. On that That's note, is ultimately <laughs> who's going to get to own who? Because we know who owned who for a while at first. Now, who, who, and see what we want to get to as black people is. I don't want to own you the way you owned me. I don't want to do that. Nor do I need to meet your materialism, your material achievement, in order for my life to feel achieved, in order for my life force to feel like it is divine. But see, we have to really be intentional in order for that to be true. Because everything in this world, even our parents, our parents told us, listen, go and do better than me. That phrase right there is called self-hatred. That's right. How? Because if I wasn't supposed to follow you, mama and daddy, who are you sending me to follow? <laughs> if you're sending me away from the village to do better than you, then who am I looking for? <laughs> Maladoma Somes talks about this, right? He writes uh -huh. about this. Um, and then coming back to the village and not being able to interact with the village and then hating his father for sending him away. And now he has no place in the world that he you know, belongs right. and having to reimagine the village. Ooh. My guys, the worst thing in the world is to tell your child to do better than you. That's the worst thing in the world to tell a child. And most black parents said it. Most black parents said it. How can we outwork our mamas and daddies? How will that be possible? But, but you, know what they, well, you know what they're saying. They're not. They're don't not we, saying be better. They, they're saying you know what. But we black. No, we don't know what they're saying. That's the thing. We actually don't know what they're saying. And some stuff our parents are saying is not what they should be saying. Because what you know what our parents should say. 
I pray, honey, that you work even half as hard as I've worked. Because <laughs> that's the truth. Oh, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's, that is the truth. And I'm telling you, I do not believe that Bill Clinton told Chelsea, be better than me. I don't think that. I don't believe that. I do not believe that. Uh, Harriet Tubman tell her children, outrun her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to put the number out. Uh, 866-801-8255. Hold on. All right, Dr. Black. Yes, Dr. Black is here. Yes. Uh, I was going to have a completely different conversation with you today. Okay, I'm following. No, I'm just, no, I'm, listen, I, we're supposed to have this con- whatever conversation we have we're supposed to have I was also talking about the obedience that I've I've, I've uh, adopted over the last 10 years which has changed my life in a way that I can't imagine so that's why I can't be shaking a rock because I'm wholly obedient to whatever I'm being led to do I'm going to stay the path you ain't got to see it you ain't got to know what it is this is my path that I'm on uh, but I've been um, you know I watch a lot of television so I was watching I came back into Good Omen which is kind of this TV show about uh, two angels, one fallen, one not. And the opening episode, you you meet the Antichrist is born, right? And it's a mix-up because the baby was supposed to go with an American diplomat but ended up with somebody else. And then they didn't know that the babies were switched because three babies were born in the same place in this in this uh, nunnery of, of of basically coven witches, you know, and they were, you know, going to hand over the Antichrist to this diplomat, American diplomat to be raised until they became 12 and then something would happen. But a funny thing happened. The babies got switched. So so we're in this space. But we're also going through time and there's like history of when the angels and the demons, you know, intervene. And I was thinking about this because I'm I'm a person that has like, I feel like we're in the end times, even though I play around with it. I really do feel like that. And I think a lot of people do feel like it. And I'm sure every age they felt like they were in the end times. But I wanted to because I, I, I know you're connected spiritually. So I wanted to know what you felt, because I feel like there's some evil, like a, a, a seal has been open, not just the weather. Not just what China and Russia pulling up on our shores. We only, we ain't even talking about it, right? We don't talk about it. You don't hear it around the clock, but they pulling up on us. No one's saying it in us, meaning the United States of America. There's a lot of stuff happening uh, globally. You got bricks over here forming like Voltron as well, which China, Russia, Brazil, everybody's involved. And that's against us. And so I wanted to actually have a conversation with you about where we are and there's like a lot of evil. So California, there was a store owner who was killed. Uh, she has a store gunman confronted her cause she had rainbow pride flags outside of her business, shot her after making disparaging remarks about the flags, Laura Ann Carlton, I'm gonna say her name, married mother of nine children, nine children. This woman has nine children. She was outside on Friday of her clothing store, Cedar Glen, which is an unincorporated San Bernardino County community on the shores of Lake Arrowhead. Minding her happy business, putting out, you know, she just wanted to let people know you're welcome here. This Cretan comes and kills her, kills her. And she's, whether she's LGBT, she's not. She's got nine children and married, but she's just supportive, dead, dead because of the evil. And then I saw this story, this nurse in Great Britain found guilty of murdering seven babies. 
She uh, was attempting to kill six others at a hospital she worked at. And I'm just thinking about all the people, especially, you know, black women, you know, infant mortality, black mother, maternal mortality rates high in this country. I'm like over overseas. Lucy Letby, 33 years, a 33 year old nurse who's taking care of babies, injecting them with blood in their stomachs, overfeeding them, physically assaulting them, poisoning them with insulin, injecting them with air, killing babies, killing babies. A few of them survived, but she admitted it, and they found some writing where she said, I'm evil. She wrote, I'm evil. She secretly attacked 13 babies in a neonatal ward in the Countess of Chester Hospital between 2015 and 2016, and I just imagine all of the mothers and parents that came there to give birth in this this thing this thing killed babies like where are we right now and then there's this whole expose shout out to um mia farrow's son ronan who could give a f he's gonna take it all down wrote this page i I printed out all 35 pages because i was reading it on elon musk and how evil he is but i'm just like what is where where are we right now it's it's really crazy. It's you know I think that we are in between eras. I think an era E R A is coming to a close, and a new one is about to be birthed. Right. And what's funny, I was even talking to somebody about this yesterday, and I know I'm really going out on a limb, but I'm... uh oh, you must be going out on a limb because your internet I'm went out. To say it. It's All right, going we're gonna to have to get your hold on, hold on. You gonna have to repeat this because you went out. Say it again. Get your internet together. Okay. And in a minute, I'm going to move to get closer to the router. But what I think is that the sign that this era, ERA, will be closed, I think is going to be the dissolution of religions. Wow. Ooh. I think religions are play out. Yes. Not spirit. Spirituality will never. In fact, spirituality is about to triple. But I think, I think, I think religions are going to play out. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. I put a pin in that i want to hear more about that because uh i feel like i'm 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 right there with you a six six eight zero one eight two five five last time you were here you were making people uncomfortable saying we made god in our image and they were about to lose their minds but let's get oliver in uh houston texas he wants to talk about parents telling their children to do better hi welcome can you hear me okay Karen? we can hi oliver okay yeah, I was just in the car, and I just overheard the doc say about a statement about the parents should never tell that they have their kids to improve on them or be better than them. I disagree. Uh, the reason why I disagree is that not only your parents, your grandparents, your elders in the, in the neighborhood, they should all be remi- uh, reminding us to improve ourselves and be better than them. Now, one of the spiritual bases, Doc said, I, I agree with as far as the spiritual background, but we need, and he just said it, in this era right here, we need to have all the improvement that we need. And I was just trying to, I was confused as to why he would say a statement like that. Is there a blanket statement or is there something that he uh, encountered personally for so, him so to let say? So let me, let me ask you, uh, do you tell your children to be better? I'm in the, I'm in the educational field every day. Right, so you and tell your children. So, so this felt personal for you. Yeah, it was personal because yeah. you know, growing up in the projects in St. Louis and growing up in other areas, <laughs> you want another standard. You want to increase your yeah. standards. You yeah. want to improve upon where you are, so you can bring other other people forward too. Yes, okay. ma'am. 
you know, and that makes uh, all of the sense in the world, Oliver. And I, and I just, I'm going to caution everyone, you know, because I know Dr. Black doesn't know you or, you know, not talking directly to you, but it does sting when you've done this thing. And then to hear Dr. Black say, that's the worst thing you could tell a child. And you're like, I'm just trying to, cause nobody thinks you're, you're trying to tell your children to do something bad. So Dr. Black, I'm sure you understand how Oliver and a host of other people feel right now. When you tell them that's the worst thing you could tell a child is to do better. Absolutely, and brother Oliver, and I, brother, Oliver, I, I love and respect you. I want to be very, very, very clear about that. What I also want to do is very softly, right, and very nurturingly. I want to press this point again, however, and here's why: because we don't. It it, it erases from a child's mind the search for the parents' excellence, for their own elders' excellence. There is no excellence more excellent than the ancestors we've had as black people, right? So it would make, in fact, it's insulting if Frederick Douglass were to look at me and say, do better than me. What? Are you kidding me? And in fact, it also means find some other example to follow because I'm not the best one. And what I'm saying is, yes, you are. Even this, this, this parent, this grandparent who chopped cotton, right, for 40 or 50 years. See, people are, people are missing this because, oh, well, I don't want my child to chop cotton. You're missing the point. The point is not the cotton. The point is the consistency. The point is the sacrifice. The point is the hours they spent in the field saving up dimes and quarters and sending you to school. Do you know how excellent that is? If you go to school and, and and graduate from college, you haven't beat them. That doesn't beat them. Okay, let me offer you this. Uh, Oliver, thank you for teaching our babies as well. Uh, there's nothing better in society to me than the teachers, the scribes, those out there teaching and scribing. So, uh, Jesus, Jesus, uh, Dr. Black, I know you're a Bible scholar of so sorts as well. Uh, in John, John 14, verse 12, verily, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the father. If you open this can, I'm going to run with it. Come on. I, I opened it for you. Let me shake it up, too. So I <laughs> because what most people fail to realize, Karen, is Jesus was never asking to be worshipped. Jesus was not asking to be worshipped. Jesus didn't want you to fall at his. Jesus was not asking you to worship him. Jesus said, follow me, not worship me. Follow me. And if you follow me, you'll do greater. Which means, which means actually, if you follow this example, right, you'll beat me. Hallelujah. But the problem is we don't want to beat Jesus. And the reason we don't want to beat Jesus is because we worship Jesus. And see, and if mm, and because we don't worship blackness, because we don't worship this self. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble today because we don't worship blackness. Worshiping Jesus seems to stand in contradistinction to how we treat ourselves. So I'm going to worship Jesus because he's the one and only. He's the, only. he's the only son of God. I can't be the son of God along with Jesus because I'm not that divine. But if I saw myself as that divine, 
I can walk on the water too. In fact, the reason Peter started sinking, Karen, I'm gonna say it because you don't got me out here. The reason Peter started sinking, you know, when Jesus welcomed Peter to come out on the boat, the reason Peter started sinking is not because he took his eyes off of Jesus, it's because he didn't believe it in himself. All right, we're gonna have this conversation today. We're about to have it. Um, I knew we were gonna have it. 866-801-8255. Let me uh, go to Jordan really quickly in Huntsville, Alabama. Thank you again, Oliver. Hey, Jordan. Welcome. Hey, how you? Thank you. I'm I'm originally from Houston, Texas. I'm just temporary here in Alabama. So, but I I, I want to address your your guest where he said parents shouldn't tell their children to do better than them. And I'm going to clarify it based off what my parents told me when they told me that statement. They said you need to do better than me and don't make the mistakes I made. Don't go down the path and always come back to me and seek advice so I can guide you right. So yes, parents should tell them the children that because it's up to the parents to guide them and lead them right so should the grandparents it doesn't matter what type of work they've done the child should be able to have a door where they can come back and seek advice that's basically what that statement tells that child i tell my children hey come to me be better than me let me guide you i'm here to feed you knowledge while i'm still on this earth so yes parents should tell them because he can't make that blanket statement that's just like me telling Everybody, everybody's retorted based off my own assessment. That's stereotyping. Uh, do, do you, do you, Jordan, say that because you heard it said to you? More than likely, yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I say it because I look at the young kids these days because of technology. This is what's ruining our kids. I'm the parent, so I didn't, I didn't have technology. So I'm, I want you to do better than me. And so, therefore, I'm going to guide you with my knowledge and my mistakes to better you. Dr. Black is shaking his head, not vociferously, because that's with the voice. Uh, Jordan, listen, thank you for calling. Uh, Grateful to you uh, being a part of this family. Dr. Black, you say. How can I guide you if I don't think I did well in the first place? How can I guide you if I'm asking you to beat me? How can I guide you if I'm asking you to do better than me? And what I'm really saying, this is so profound. I'm, I'm so glad these callers are calling. I don't know what to do because it shows exactly where we are as a people. And as you were saying earlier, it's about the subconscious. It's about what we've not brought to the conscious mind yet. What we're ultimately saying to our children is that we're not excellent. I'm not really proud of myself, but I want to be proud of you. I want to be proud of you. So you're saying embrace all of the things you've done so that and, your children can, go ahead. And be able to see excellence in it. Find be it, able to find that see, excellence. See, grandma, if she really understood her own excellence, she would tell the child, sweetie, I hope one day your dressing is good as mine. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So you're giving them something to aspire to. At the same time, honoring those that came before them, which we don't do enough, providing the bridge. Mm. And the excellence then is in your bloodline. Go somewhere and learn how to cook. From whom? Who can outcook you, Grandma? But if Grandma's not careful, she'll say that because, you know, I'm using these old pots. You know, I'm still in this little bitty little kitchen. See, be very careful, Black people. Be very careful. But excellence is in that little bitty place. And if we're not careful, we keep sending our children something. It sounds nice. 
but it's actually undermining the blood and the power of the blood. I'm going to invite y'all to sit with it. You ain't got to agree with it, but sit with it. Let it, let it seep in. 866-801-8255. Uh, he has arrived. Dr. Daniel Black, Dr. Black, Dr. Black is here. Uh, and I ain't bringing no new songs in <laughs> strictly the nineties, nineties hip hop and R&B is from seventies and eighties. That's, That's it. Right. I'm stuck That's on right. it anniversary anyway you ought to be playing it come on uh we are here you got the phone lines lit as always dr black is in the building i got a lot of stories that i'm just gonna abandon for the for the callers y'all because you know y'all got questions and comments and stuff so let's go you ready all right let's let's head over to houston kevin in houston has a question for dr black hi hi heather hi dr black no and the, first of all take him down till he know what the hell show he's calling what I'm gonna go. Nope, that's all right, Smith. Sorry. Let's let's go back to John in New York. We'll come back to Kevin when he figures out what show he's on. John in New York. Hi, welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. I don't even tell you what the damn show is. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Good. How's everything? <laughs> Everything's everything. Yep. Yeah, I'm just um just trying to enjoy this weather out here. That's about it. Good. I'm hope you're safe. You're in Florida. No, no, you're in no, New York. But, New York, New York's got dope weather right now. The weather's nice in this area, right? Yeah, now. it's beautiful. But I, but I support you, Cameron. Uh, but uh, one thing before I get into it, two questions. One thing is, I'm doing my car show again this year in Mount Vernon. I hope you can make it. I September will not be 23rd. making it. I w- won't be making it. I promise you. I p- apologize for nothing. I will not be there. Okay, but that's good though. Uh, at least we, okay. at least we got you in prayer. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but listen. The gentleman that he was talking earlier, I can I can agree what he's saying. What what it is is that I was raised in a, in a projects all my life, and what happens is this: the conversations that we have with our grandparents and our parents are totally different. Like you know what I was told? We was told, "Don't be better than your father," not <laughs> "Don't be better." You know, I want you to be. Don't do what your father did. Be better than your father. Then the women would have conversations with their daughters and say. I want you to marry somebody that got money, somebody that's rich. You, you see what I'm saying? We were never taught, well, invest your money when you get younger. Go to college. When, when we were taught, listen, go get a job. You get out of my house at 18. Or, you know, when you're 18, you go out and get married. We were never taught these things that we teach our kids now. So I agree with what the doctor is saying. It's just that us as black, black people, we have to start when, when, when the truth hurts. And that's one thing about us. We have to learn to accept the truth. And these are the conversations that our grandparents and our parents used to have with us. It's all about diversity. You know, you can have a conversation with a child and you could tell them, but this is a different era. You can't, the, the, the kids don't listen to parents. They listen to what's on social media. Uh, let, me, let me just pause you because, uh, you know, there's a lot of generalizations. Right? First of all, there are many different ways in which we grow up. Right. And there's so many different the South versus New York versus, you know, yes, we're all black. We may all go to family reunions. We may all know how to do the wobble, maybe, you know, but outside of that. And I do believe there are some tropes and some 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 verbiage that we repeat without thought, you know, but this is an opportunity to do something different and to sit with yourself and, and and be different for your children's children's children. Right. So, Dr. Black, when you hear even, you know, don't be like your father, you know, Hey, God, we really doing that? That's crazy. And here's but what's not, funny. Yeah. So many people practice a religion in America where their very hope is to be exactly like the father. Mm. That's how you know they don't think that father looks like them. 
See, hey, see, the problem here, we keep, this is so mag. I just had no idea this was going to come like this today. This is so magnificent. The problem is we keep trying to figure out, see, a child by design is going to model themselves after somebody, right? That's what a child, in fact, that's what a, that's what a birding, a budding thing does, right? That's beautiful. That's not, that's no problem. So when we say, don't be like me, what we don't know that we're saying, is we're sending the child to find some other more excellent thing. And that's the problem. Because the thing they don't want to be like looks like them. So they will look for something unlike themselves to use as the model for their self ever. Karen, I'm really... Yes, yes. I, I, you know, when you speak... I, I get it. And, and it's not, so, so I think sometimes we don't know that you've sat with these things. You didn't just right. come and arrive at, you know, right. there's their scholarship, their study, you know, you didn't just arrive at this because I imagine that you've been banging up against yourself for quite some time uh, to try to figure some things out. Right. Oh my God. Toiling, toiling After, for you. You're absolutely right. Toiling. And the reason I've been toiling is because the people they sent me to did not honor me. The people they sent me to did not love me. The people they sent me to did not did, did not venerate me. And so I kept I kept for years I was trying to figure out, well, who's supposed to celebrate me as a child, as a black little black boy? Who was it that was supposed to say, you look just like me? Be just like me. I and I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. And then and then after doing Africana studies, you know, and we've had that conversation before, and and, and centering my soul, if you will, I realized. What sense would it make for the tree to tell the acorn, don't be like me? What? <laughs> All right. Is, is, uh, where are we going to go back to Ted in Augusta, Georgia? I'm a, oh, I forgot who, who did I put on hold? I forgot who I put on. All right. I'm going to go to Ted in Augusta, Georgia, because that's my mama's hometown. It just seems familiar to me. So, Ted, hi. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Hey. Hey. Hey, Karen. This is Ted. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, I'm actually traveling back from Florida uh, visiting uh, with my daughter and her grandchildren. And you did the piece in Augusta about the missing black children, too, also, right? Mm, Do you ask me when? recently it, it's been it's been a while but but, okay. but anyway let, let, let me get I, I probably need to just get to the point and stay on on, on point here uh, uh dr black i, I really uh, respect your uh your opinion uh yeah. I, I think it uh it's it's too general uh, i come from a family i'm a military guy uh my dad was in the military he was enlisted my dad told me uh, he said, Ted, when you, if you go in the military, I want you to go in as an officer. I did that. Uh, I went in. I spent my 20 years. I have a baby brother that's finished uh, 20 years in the military. He's a retired lieutenant colonel. I'm a retired major. I had uh, a sister that spent some time in the military uh, as well. And I've got one other sister that's a school teacher. Now, when my father and my mother told us that to, to be better, uh, that, that they were excellent. I saw them as excellent. My mother never drove, never had driver's license one day in her life. But I watched my mother raise us. I watched my mother 
race, other military families, children, uh, people coming in from Germany and overseas looking for my mother so that my mother can, could keep her, their children because of other people that had saw us as their children um, growing up. All right, Ted, your point, please, please, the, all my, the lines my are point, Yes, my point is uh, that I think that's a good thing to tell your children, especially if you have instilled in your children that they are excellent as well. Because Okay, like so, but do you feel like you're, you've been indoctrinated? indoctrinated mm-hmm. no okay Ab- all right all right that's that's a point uh thank you for your call uh pastor moore atlanta atl welcome thank Hi. you hey Hi. karen how you doing awesome um dr black uh, hey. you have been there how you doing sir uh you have been very inspirational to me Every time I uh, listen to you, um, I think when Karen just mentioned what Jesus said, greater things you would do, I I think it was more of a technology thing that he was talking about, because our ancestors back then wasn't used to what we're used to now. And now that I've been through, you know, seminary school and I've I've read. I've come. I had. I've had a change of mind about a lot of things that I was drilled in as a child. So I'm. I'm. I'm constantly going through debates with pastors, uh, even concerning what happened. Well, I don't want to go through that now. But you know, we're, we're like we're, we've been raised almost like zombies, not to understand exactly what's who we are, you know, and, and, and I had the privilege of, 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 of reading and understanding the begots and had to turn in an essay on the begots in the Bible. I'm sure you are familiar with that, uh, Dr. Black. And that showed me exactly who I was, but it also showed me who other, pe- uh, other races of people are. And what, what, why they are, some of them are so evil. Right. And, when, and when, it, when I was able to trace it all the way back to the garden and then understand what Christ had to say about the wheat and the tear, I understood who I was. Okay. See, this is... All right. Thank you, Pastor Moore. Uh, Dr. Black, let's talk about the lack of religion. <laughs> They're going away. Please, can we get to a place when we come back? Uh, Dr. Black is sticking around. The number is 866-801-8255. We'll try to get to all the All the lines are lit. So, Dr. Black, you have scratched. And what I suspect you scratched on is kind of like nobody wants to feel like they, because if they've already said this to their child and you said it was wrong, then they did something wrong and they, them kids are already grown and nobody wants to feel like they did something wrong. So we got to, you know, make it okay so that we can move forward. And if you haven't had children yet, now you have an opportunity, but let's, let's have this conversation when we come back. Dr. Black is here. The numbers, I've not given out the number cause there's no more lines to be called in. We'll be back. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to the Karen Hunter show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM 